Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming at you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on Friday, September 22nd. I want to talk about the standing clinch. Now, I saw this thing the other day, and I realized that still in most traditional arts, there's the divide between the stand-up artist and the grappling artist. Not going down that road, you know how I feel. Now, in freestyle wrestling and the mixed martial arts, the tried-and-true takedown method is the double leg. It's popular because it's effective, it's easy, and it doesn't take a whole lot of skill to perfect, or at least get competent in. And actually, it can lead to very punishing results that can either knock the wind out of your opponent or knock your opponent out. Check out Tito Ortiz versus Evan Tanner if you need an illustration. Now, that works pretty well in MMA, wrestling, and before they outlawed it in judo, judo. The mats are soft enough so that you can change levels really easily with minimal risk to your knees. Plus, in a competition, you're loose, you're limber, and you're ready to rumble in those situations. But let's check out the flip side of that. You know, I'm all about realism, so let's look into that. The old double leg is a very effective way of taking somebody to the ground. And it's maybe ideal and maybe, you know, more than one situation, but most of us know that in the days of mano to mano, one-on-one, those days are largely gone by the wayside. And the problem with the double leg is that it can leave you really vulnerable. You'll be on the ground with a limited range of ability in terms of seeing around you. Now, let's say you shoot the perfect double on somebody. And the friend of the person that you're fighting comes and boots you in the outer space. I mean, really, what's to stop them from doing that? Or what's to keep that friend or associate from pulling a tire iron, a bat, a knife? Believe me, I've seen it. And while statistically this represents a much smaller percentage of fight situations, it's not so small that we shouldn't consider the possibility. I personally contend that the greatest grappler I've ever seen in person, Hicks on Gracie, could be waylaid by two not much more than average fighters. Now, before you start trying to burn my effigy in public, think about it. Hickson would no doubt take one of those guys to the ground and commence to wailing. And he could probably put a person to sleep with a choke in five or six seconds. But that is a long time when someone steps in to kick, stomp, or assault you with the weapon. So we're talking about crushing blow, nighty-night, <clears throat> no chance at recovering from that. So I say we look at the standing clinch as a favorable option. I personally think that the beauty of the standing clinch is that not only can you remain standing, you can actually use your opponent's body to get in between you and someone else's, and your field of vision is so much better. Also, it's a lot easier to affect with jeans on when you've got your wallet, your cell phone, your key, that kind of stuff. I'm talking about practicality here. The beauty of the standing clinch also is you still have not committed your entire body to the fray, as it were. You can still knee, go for some reaps, some uh, foot sweeps, beautiful things like that. And I love that kind of stuff. It just makes me happy on the inside. And you may think that you could just step back from a standing clinch and start throwing punches. If it was that simple, people would do it. It's not that simple. A good clincher keeps you from using your arms. It's really weird and it's hard to explain. Ask Rich Franklin when he fought Anderson Silva both times. Why don't you just pull your arms back, pull your arms back, start punching? It's not that simple, folks. Believe me. 
greater fighters than us have tried it and failed, right? So if you're interested in learning the standing clinch, check out uh, Judo, Sambo, Greco-Roman wrestling. There's a whole lot of indigenous styles that use this also. And of course, since I'm a striker at heart, there's plenty of room to knee and elbow and headbutt from the standing clinch. <sighs> there, I said it. You can check it out on Thai boxing matches or Shirokan or Kyokushin if you'd like to see it. Just saying. So what do you guys think? Standing clinch? Yay or nay? Call me up and let me know. Love to hear from you. Check me out at martialartsopen.com. And of course, by far most important, take care of yourselves and each other. Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on Saturday, September 23rd. I want to talk about realistic drilling. Now, recently I spoke to a Eskrima instructor, a senior instructor under Ernesto Presas. Look him up. Anyway, he told me as a native of the Philippines that he and a large number of the old Eskrima experts felt that there was too much drilling and too much unrealistic drilling. I asked him what he meant, and he told me that in the old days they had a very short number or very few drills, and then they just practiced. So they had like five conceptual drills, and then they had ways to strengthen their escrima muscles, and then they went out there and got to wailing on each other, because that's just how it worked back then. And I understand that in a litigious society like the United States, that having people wail on each other with sticks, especially those ironwood sticks before they started using rattan, it's not a good idea. I understand that, especially if you're trying to run a business. But when I look at escrima and I look at arts that involve sticks, I notice one thing almost universally. When people are practicing these stick drills, they're not using their attacks to hit the other person. It's like they're aiming at the other person's stick, which makes it conducive for the other person to be able to more easily block or parry. And that's weird to me, because that's like if a boxer was training with another boxer and threw his jabs and crosses to intentionally miss. If you're going to develop the skills needed to accurately, effectively, and consistently block parry, thrust, disarm, do all the things that the good stick fighters can do, you have to be able to fend off a realistic attack, or at least a realistic facsimile of the one, of the attack, right? It blows my mind. Like, I was watching these guys, and who it is not important, and they were legitimately aiming for each other's sticks. And they had a ton of drills that looked really cool. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean... If I didn't know anything about the martial arts, it's something I'd want to try just based on the fact that it looks really cool with the twirling sticks and the dexterity and all of that. But as a seasoned martial artist, I recognized the ways that it lacked realism. Like I said, it would be like if a boxer threw a jab, cross, hook, uppercut, whatever, intentionally trying to miss you. The idea is to reasonably copy or emulate a real attack. And the drilling is good because I understand that it builds muscle memory and repetition and all of these things. I understand that. And I'm a proponent of it. 
But these drills, I think, are actually detrimental to real fighting effectiveness, real self-defense effectiveness, because I've always postulated, yes, I did say postulate, that if you can effectively use an escrima stick, you can use a roll of piece of newspaper, you can use the leg of a chair, an umbrella. There's a number of makeshift weapons that you can use effectively if you're training effectively with your sticks. So not training in a way conducive to skill advancement is like any other thing that's not practical. It's just impractical. It's useless to you. So I'm saying for you guys out there who think I'm hating on you, I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying that there are ways that you can shore up or add some reality or more effectiveness to your skills. Like I said, I am not disrespecting you. I have a ton of love for the stick arts. Just want to put it out there. Anyway, what do you guys think? Am I tripping? Have I lost my mind? Please comment, call in, let me know, comment. I thank you for those who've done that very much. I appreciate it. Check me out on martialartsoakland.com. And of course, by far the most important thing, please be kind to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye.